San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you live from KFMB with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, LA County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB, you can hear us on your smartphone or any other device. Also, all these podcasts can be heard on iymoney.com, commercial-free, when we post them on Monday. And we're free on iTunes if you search the show's title. Now, time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire. He's an accomplished marathon runner. He's a best-selling author, a speaker, and a family office expert advising several high net worth families and a philanthropist and all-around good guy. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you tonight? I'm all wet. I had to <laughs> jump out of my car when, um, like, the clouds burst open for the first time in about a year. Can you believe the Padres are getting a little moist tonight, huh? I guess it's uh, 6'3 or so. Well, they haven't exactly been on fire. <laughs> They're putting out the fire. <laughs> so, well, they have been. They had been, you know, look. I'm not on the bandwagon, Jim. I know you're not. We I am not on the bandwagon. <laughs> Hey, they're above 500, and it's yeah, April, that's an accomplishment. And I'm, you know, I'm happy with they've just finished the month above 500, and uh, you know, keep the faith there, Richard. But uh, hey, anyway, I went to another BizNow event, uh, you know, real estate uh, summit um, yeah. this past week. Yeah, Sean Spear on the show. Sean Spear, yeah, who runs the show down there, and um, I heard, I, I don't know what his, friend, I guess John Kilroy, the guy who's head of Kilroy Real Estate, uh, major major person in the industry, and he's the his company's trying to get that uh, one Paseo development. Mm-hmm. Uh, put in and um, he seemed like a very nice man they've got a lot of projects going on in, in San Diego County and uh, all over the states and God knows where else they seem pretty big so you've heard of them right the uh, my old CPA firm is in the Kilroy Center up in Del Mar Heights so I, I have I have seen the name yes <laughs> so you're paying rent to him <laughs> Also, at the Old Globe, if you're into Barbara Streisand at all, by the way, she just, had, I believe, had her 73rd birthday, but there's a play called Buyer and Seller, and that's C-E-L-L-A-R, and it's based on a, well, I guess her home in Malibu, she put in a, a shopping mall of sorts underneath her home, and uh, but this play is uh, a work of fiction, but it, it's a one-man show in their, uh, you know, their, their middle theater there. This guy does an hour and forty-five minute uh, show. It's it's really phenomenal. Just to, just to, can you imagine memorizing that much material, Richard, and, and getting up and, and and performing like that? It's just unbelievable. Yeah, you know, like we saw McGuire, Dick Enberg's great play, where where um, well, that, that was, was a, about seventy minutes of yeah, that's about an hour. But I mean, this guy, this I mean, this that yeah, that guy did a great job too for McGuire. But uh, Carter Smith, the, yeah, but this guy, I think his name was David Turner. Uh, my gosh, uh, you know, moving around the whole stage sure. and. And to do it, you know, we, uh, Cotter did it just two nights, right? Uh, this guy's, <laughs> I think they just extended it to, to do it every every night. And, well, it gets and, easier to memorize it the longer you go, right? I, I would hope. I would <laughs> hope. But very entertaining. And, uh, it's, of course, it's a work of fiction. And, and uh, although I was, I thought it was based on a real story. So at the beginning of the, of the I guess at the end of the play, we had a Q&A that particular night. And, and of course, I raised my hand and I said, uh, gosh, you had the, the you signed this NDA in the beginning of the play. Didn't you get in trouble? And of course, uh, he said, sir, the only thing that was real was the, you know, her book about design. And why you said it in the beginning, I go, oh, and, and everyone got a, a big laugh out of that. But, <laughs> so, but he, he, I, I mean, you think it's based on a real story uh, going in. Um, 
But anyway, there you have it. Hey, so, also, also, I wanted to say hi to Gene Locklear. I was, I was hanging out at Gene's house before I came over here. Well, actually, I visited my mom, too, mm-hmm. for dinner. But Gene, of course, prior guest. If you want to see some amazing art, go to his website, genelocklear.com, L-O-C-K-L-E-A-R, former Major League Baseball player with the Padres. But Gene is one of the um, artists being exhibited at the New Americans Museum down at Liberty Station. Wow. Nice. And um, he was a great, great hitter in his day. Great you know? hitter and a great, great painter. Yeah. How many Native Americans have ever played in uh, Major League Baseball? There, there haven't been a ton, but there have been some. Jim Thorpe, of course. I was just going to mention Jim Thorpe. Did he yeah. play baseball too? Yeah, he, he played Major League Baseball. He played about everything, which is why he, um, I think, got uh, voided or had his Olympic medals taken away because um, he had been paid as a semi-pro. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So anyway, hey, uh, so I didn't see it last night, but everyone's talking. If, how many Olympic gold medalists have had sex change operations? And, uh, you know, Bruce Jenner, did you catch any of that last night? No, or? I'm glad I missed it. Well, apparently, uh, you know, Diane Sawyer did a good job of that. You know, it is some people have, you know, have to get their identity uh, going. It's just amazing. It's, at the age of 65, you'd think, uh, you know, you'd kind of have that realization a little earlier. But, uh Anyway, I wish him well. I, you know, he seems. But gosh, he wasn't he a decathlon? Did he win? He the, was the Olympic champion. Gosh, and an incredible decathlete. I guess he can get a box of Wheaties as a woman now. That might be interesting, huh? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, you ought to get to our show tonight. Uh, uh, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, our guest tonight is a gentleman who's uh, we've had him on before, and he's February twenty eighth, twenty fourteen, to be precise. There we just you figured go. out. Yes. So uh, he's with an organization called Conscious Capitalism uh, SD That's the whole website. And I believe he's the founder and, and uh, the driving force behind it. His name is Malcolm Avner. Malcolm, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Joe. I'm excited to be back. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, gosh, you know, to refresh our listeners and myself, because it's been a while, maybe you could give us a little bit of your, your background uh, and, and how you, uh, your professional background and early education, born and raised where, et cetera. All right. Well, I'll spare you the log cabin story. <laughs> but I will tell you that uh, I've been, uh, I'm a business leadership and life coach. I've been working with business leaders um, business owners and organization leaders for about 18 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all continuously. I've been in and out of this a little bit uh, in between entrepreneurial ventures. Right. And um, But I mean, how'd you get into that field? You must have had some you know, professional background in that or education or training or something, right? So I, I, well, you're, you're jumping right yeah, into Yeah, a little bit. Mostly the School of Hard Knocks. School of Hard Knocks. But okay. uh, I will tell you, I, I've worked very hard over the years to, to do other things. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've ended up doing exactly what I find I'm I'm best at what mm-hmm. I love, and I've sort of thrown in the towel to say, okay, I give up. I'll just I'll do what's really cool that that's that well, fits me. I mean, if you're if you're coaching people and businesses and getting great results, and that's what you love to do, I mean, outstanding. It's right? incredibly rewarding, and mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm glad to have remade the commitment. So probably you started out. Someone asked you for a little help or advice with a company. Tell us about your early beginnings, at least in counseling. So the the early beginning was literally right out of graduate school. I, I got into which was where uh, this was the University of Dallas. Okay, uh, graduated with uh, an MBA back in eighty one. Okay, that's nineteen eighty one, not eighteen eighty one. Okay, <laughs> and uh, also an undergraduate degree there as well in economics and. Uh, Started out doing uh, project work for small businesses. It was consulting, not coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, coaching didn't exist back then. That was a, a it's a term that's uh, relatively new and newly accepted. And uh, I've been in and out of consulting uh, around a couple of major career 
changes with uh, one with a, a very fast-growing restaurant company where I, I built restaurants for them around a three-state area. Hmm. And um, would we know the name of them or not? Peter Piper Pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know the name of them. Yeah, it's a very fun concept. They were just bought. By Chuck E. Cheese, as a matter of fact, their big competitor has, did they have has a pickled, swallowed them up. Did they have a pickled pepper pizza? Or not? <laughs> Maybe not. But anyway, um, okay, so you have three states. Yeah, and uh, little did, humor uh, there. I did five years. <laughs> we get it, Joe. <laughs> I did five years in the uh, the staffing business. Uh, ah. I owned a company and um, actually bought a franchise called Link Staffing back in 99, sold it in 04. Was that in Texas or here? That was here. Okay. Actually walking distance from this studio. Really? Yeah. How about that? And they're still there. Uh, Hmm. Next set of owners is in there, but they're still going. Outstanding. But Malcolm, you were on a little bit over a year ago, because I know about a year ago, uh, Conscious Capitalism had an event here in San Diego. Well, we're going to get to the event, though, Richard. I want to talk about that, though, about what the... Yeah, but I'm going to get into his early origins, though, about when he first got asked to counsel a bit. So how did that happen? We'll get to the event, Richard. Oh, I want to get to it now. (laughs) Because it was really cool. Well, they dovetail really well because yeah, what I do now as a coach and, uh, and and the philosophy that I bring to my clients is really exactly aligned with conscious capitalism, which is how I ended up with that movement two years ago. Mm. And uh, so it's just been a natural evolution of my practice to affiliate with this worldwide brand, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this um, movement rapidly gaining momentum and attracting uh, some some strong endorsers, mm-hmm. and so it's it's just been a very natural gravitation. So you've so, been coaching businesses for like the last eighteen years, and then yeah. two years ago you said, "Let's try to get into this social benefit sphere uh, as well." Right. So that was uh, conscious capitalism is about values based business, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. doing business from the standpoint of if you do the right thing, if you're connected with higher purpose about what a business is about, then it's literally the best way to build long-term value of a company. Mm-hmm. And so it's the best way to make money. And that's what I've been teaching and doing so without a brand. Now you must have certain criteria. I mean, what if a company approaches you and you look them over and uh, you say, you know what, I'm not so sure you're the, the right fit for, <laughs> or, or the enterprise you're in, whether it's polluting something or mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's an ethically challenged company, I don't know. But uh, have, you, have you said... Uh, Either, you know, if you make these changes, maybe, or otherwise, I don't think we're... Yeah, well, call me a masochist, but my favorite companies are the ones that are the most challenged in that way. (laughs) Uh, I I like to target the ones that are farthest off base to help them uh, kind of realign their practices with their their true values Uh and what they really value in the world. Yeah, and frequently, if you um, are in the checkout line at Whole Foods, you'll see a book called Conscious Capitalism. Mm Mm-hmm. There you go. And, well, um, but I think let's take our first break right here, though, just so we leave enough time for the second half so we get into his event and everything else. So we'll come right back with more of It's Your Money and Your Life right after this. AM 760 KFMB. All right, we are back with more of It's Your Money and Your Life, the award-winning show where money in the generic sense. Sometimes we talk about the, the money itself in other times, it's your health is your wealth and all those other good things. So, and we're back with Malcolm Avner from ConsciousCapitalismSD.org. Richard, I know you. And, and on the line, we should we, we should, should mention who's on the line. That's right. We have his his headliner, headline speaker, um, Andrew Hewitt with um, Game Changers Five Hundred. Andrew, are you there? 
Graham. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to keep you waiting, but uh, you know we wanted to, to open the show yeah, with we, Malcolm. We wanted to grill Malcolm first yeah. just to make sure he's legit. But we'll get into a, more of a conversation with you uh, as soon as we talk more about the event here, okay? Absolutely. I'm glad the grilling part's over. Okay. <laughs> Oh, we'll get to you in wanted, a second. <laughs> but I wanted to mention there's there's two headline speakers, Andrew Hewitt and then Greg Cook, Cook from Stone Brew. Have you have you ever presented with Greg before, Andrew? I'm just curious. This will be the first time. Okay, good luck to you because he's a tough act to follow or proceed. <laughs> he well, is a ball of energy. Bring secret sauce with him. So yeah. make it, uh, hey, bring more your, fun for everybody. Bring yeah. your Stein your your Stein glass or pint glass or whatever because I'm sure he'll uh, have a, a few brewskis for everybody. Hmm? <laughs> So, Malcolm, let's talk about, well, you're a sponsor, too, of your event. You want to mention that. You, you've got uh, a Sure, I love the opportunity. We have a, a founding sponsor who's a, a great example of a, a, a consciously-led company and a conscious business, and that's Real Office Centers. Mm -hmm. And uh, they provide uh, open and uh, creative workspaces, and their, their business is providing a, a collaborative environment for small businesses uh, in terms of their physical location. So they're all about the uh, interior design and all that for offices and things like that? or uh, It's it's like an office suite, so mm. any business that would like to use uh, conference facilities or, or have a or incubators uh, and things an actual like office environment with a, a small mm. company that can't afford maybe you know a, a large I like that. facility. Excellent. Where are they based? Where's their head office? Um, uh, they're they're based here. They have uh, six or eight locations: mm -hmm. uh, Southern California and one in Hawaii now. Mm -hmm. But I mean, their home office is where in Carlsbad or someplace? Or? Uh, La Jolla, I La believe. Jolla. Okay. Yeah. If you want to give a shout out to the who's the boss or who you're dealing with over there, who who's the person? Uh, well, I've uh, I've worked with Becky over there. She's okay. our liaison. And, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Hi, Becky. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, how did they but, become familiar with conscious capitalism, or or, or why did they think that uh, They was actually were also a founding sponsor of the L.A. chapter of Conscious okay. Capitalism. And so they've hosted events up there. And uh, we hope to, to have them host an event for us maybe this summer as well. Mm -hmm. And now there is a San Diego chapter of Conscious Capitalism, correct? There is. I know because you keep trying to get me to join. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How does your arm feel from all that twisting? <laughs> <laughs> my, my body's pretty beat up from all the traffic accidents. But Well, we, we uh, should. How about we mention the event itself mention, now? So, Malcolm, tell us yeah. where, when, who, well, how, why. I've got it right on the website right here, ConsciousCapitalismSD.org. It's going to be May 11th. What day of the week is that? That's a Monday. That's, That's a, a Monday. Monday. Okay, 5.30 to 8 p.m. at University of San Diego, Richard's alma mater, uh, at the uh, Institute for Peace and Justice there, which is a beautiful facility and plenty of parking. Also known as the Joan Croc Building. That's right, Joan, Joan B. Croc. And um, it's this is a very modestly priced event. The members $25, non-members $35. Um, partner, gets, they have, have a, and students get in free. This is really great. And you get to hear Andrew Hewitt, who's on the line. We'll get to him in a moment. And uh, Greg Cook, if you've ever <laughs> had the pleasure of hearing him address an audience and give his story and, and uh, talk about uh, stone brewing, it's uh, always a pleasure and a treat. And Greg, of course, is a prior guest on our show. So a check up our, our, our archives at iymoney.com. He spells it K-O-C-H. Right. And he was just on CBS Sunday morning a couple of weeks ago um, promoting... He's gambling $23 million on a stone brewing facility in Berlin, of all places. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so Malcolm, what's going to go on at the event here? Uh, there's going to be a reception and networking opportunity from uh, 5.30 to about 6.30. Mm -hmm. And then we'll move everyone into the uh, auditorium in the Joan Croc Center 
for uh, uh, Andrew's presentation. Andrew Hewitt will talk about Game Changers 500, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll he'll give us details about that momentarily. And then uh, our the president of uh, our local chapter, Michael Anderson, will interview Greg Cook. Ah, oh, I like when they do that. So, it's kind of one-on-one thing, huh? Yeah, it will be uh, lively, we know. Good. <laughs> Why do I know Michael Anderson's name? What does he do? Uh, our Michael Anderson is uh, an executive coach and... Uh, and speaker on the subject, and... He's the very tall one. He's the very tall one. Played professional basketball in Europe. Indeed he did. Okay, I know Uh, Michael. That's the guy. Uh Hey, Michael, how you doing? We had... (laughs) I got to tell a funny story. We had lunch at University Club, oh, late last year, and he got busted for wearing denim. (laughs) There you go. I don't know why that's so funny. I mean, they they wouldn't let him in, or...? No, they let him in, but they gave him grief. Well, he's probably six foot eight, they have to let him in, right? Exactly, when you're six eight. (laughs) I mean, is that... Six nine, I believe. Six nine, yeah. I I was just guessing, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy, and um, I subscribe to his weekly newsletter. He puts out some great stuff. Yeah, is it all about coaching, or is does he have another uh, separate business? What it's you- all about uh, getting the most out of leadership. His mm. business is called Executive Joy. Hmm, I like that. Yeah, that's good. So, so, uh, um, so you've got two headline speakers. I'm curious how you came across Greg Cook. Uh, Greg was a, uh, a relationship uh, that Michael brought to the table. Okay. So now if a company's interested in, um, you know, coming under your umbrella or joining up or becoming a partner or a member, uh, what do they have to do and how do they qualify? Uh, at this point, uh, we have a couple of different levels of membership. There is actually three levels. There is a, a business leadership level, which is for uh organization leaders, uh, mm-hmm. uh, companies that have at least five employees and a, a million dollars in sales. Mm-hmm. Then we have a thought leader level, um, which is uh, also a very low, I would say, accessibly priced uh, membership level at $100, and it's for uh, individuals and uh, solopreneurs, mm-hmm. uh, consultants. And then there's a, a student level, which is uh, extremely affordable. And are you getting a lot of interest from students? Well, we're we're just rolling out here, and okay. so this this is our inaugural event. Well, I'll tell you, the students these days. I mean, I, I was at USD uh, an event that Michelle Ciccarelli Lyrac put on a few weeks ago at USD. Within a matter of three weeks, it was all about uh, sustainable uh, eating, ethical eating, and uh, the, the, a lot of students are concerned about sustainability and and uh, those kinds of values today. So um, yeah, so- I, I presented as a substitute professor at USD recently, and actually it was in an economics class. But I was amazed at the questions I got from students about how to find opportunities opportunities that, shall we say, aren't considered traditional. Um, like in the old days, you'd go be an accountant or an investment bank. They, they were looking for opportunities where they could actually make a difference on the planet as opposed to only worrying about making money. It was really yeah. interesting because I told them, just ask me anything you want since uh, you know I'm the substitute professor, so I don't know anything. So we'll just make it like, like a free-for-all. And it was great. One of our partners is uh, the uh, USD's Institute for Peace and Commerce, which is uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's a combination of the business school with the Joan Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice. So mm-hmm. we, we, we've got the business school tied into what we're doing, and uh, we've had student representatives involved in our organizational meetings, and uh, a lot of enthusiasm there. Also from Point Loma, Nazarene, some interest mm-hmm. there. 
Yeah, I would think all the uh, campuses in town would yeah. um, would be would be interested. So uh, that's great. So, um, who are some of your uh, businesses, local businesses that we might know that um, that are already joined up? Could you mention any? Or, um, well, our membership has been available for about ten days now. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So we literally are, are just getting off the ground. So this with, is sort of the inaugural event. It absolutely is. Okay. This is our first oh. event. This is our our public rollout. And All we've right. been slow cooking for a year and a half here, and so we're ready kind to of, this serve is, the dish. So this is kind of, uh, you, you know, John Mackey of, of, of Whole Foods is kind of... Um, well, well, you guys had some great speakers. Last year you had your events here in San Diego. I know Raj Sisodia spoke, the professor. Mm-hmm. That was, was our global conference. That was global. So that yeah, was global. Uh, San Diego drew people from all over the world for the global event that okay. uh, was held in Chicago a couple of weeks ago for this year. So here are some companies that uh, that have joined Trader Joe's, Costco, Panera, Southwest Airlines, you know, those those kind of companies. Uh, Absolutely. Are those, yeah. Th- those are conscious companies. Yeah. Conscious, yeah, consciously, consciously, ca- what, do you say conscious companies or conscious Conscious businesses. Okay. Yeah, I, All right. I think that's fair. All so, right. so you talk about being responsible to more than just shareholders or team members. It's all kinds of different forms of constituents, right? So conscious capitalism has, and I'll go briefly through this, there are four pillars of conscious capitalism. And Well, we won't have time to go through it. We actually have to come up on a break, though. Can we okay. hold that till after okay. the break, then? Oh, we'll, sure. we're so gonna, after the break, we're going to do four pillars and get Andrew on the phone. You got it. We'll be right back okay. with more of It's Your Money and Your Life right after this new sports and weather. Hang on. Right, we are back with more of It's Your Money and Your Life, second half of the show, and over to Richard to thank our sponsors. We're praying for rain at Petco Park. <laughs> get that thing rained out before the fifth end. It's oh. already in the sixth. Oh, Forget darn it. it. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Big thank to our sponsors. Thank you, UBS, Michael Caranta, and Drew Friedis at UBS. Couldn't do it without you folks. Jason Kruger, CPA with Signature Analytics, the best CFO company here on the West Coast. Our other favorite group of CPAs, Polito Epic CPAs up in San Marcos, Paul Polito and Don Epic. Carl Sheeler with Berkeley Research Group, by far and away this country's best business valuation firm, also helping businesses reduce their risk and improve the values of their business. Speaking of making money, Joel Grushkin and Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Brenda Geiger with the Geiger Law Office, Asset Protection and Estate Planning. Our favorite bank, California Republic Bank with Lane Elliott. California Republic Bank specializes in the unique banking needs of wealthy families and family offices. Hub International, also known as Mars Maddox Insurance, the best employee benefits firm around. And Neil Staley was a recent guest, and he made the Health Care Reform Act interesting on radio, which is not an easy thing to do. It was a great show. Paul Hines and... Hearthstone Wealth Advisory and Financial Elder Abuse Alliance. Paul is going to be an upcoming guest in June. Also, the LG Experience and the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. And last but not least, yes, indeed, professional tennis is coming back to San Diego Thanksgiving week. I don't have enough to do with my Oceanside Turkey Trot event on Thanksgiving morning. So we've got women's professional tennis at Park Hyatt 
Aviara. Check out the Carlsbad Classic, cldclassic.com. And last but not least, not a sponsor, but a recent guest, has a great event coming up here in San Diego on May 7th. We had James Rosebush on, who was Nancy Reagan's chief of staff, and Tim Owens with lifeloungesd.com. That'll be May 7th. On May 7th. Beautiful venue in La Jolla. Early evening, around 5.30-ish, open from memory. Open to the public. And uh, James is going to talk about uh, why Reagan was, um, I think it's why Reagan was great and why it matters today. Exactly. That's what he told us he was going to do. So we're looking forward to that on May 7th. Check out lifeloungesd.com. We should get to our esteemed guest on the phone. He's only the headline speaker for the Conscious Capitalism event. And he's been holding for 30 (laughs) minutes, we're going to say. But. He's been listening with great interest, I hope so. Uh, the founder and of, of uh, Game Changers 500, are you there, Andrew? I am here. <laughs> Sorry to keep you waiting, but uh, it, it'll be worth the wait. We're going to dedicate the whole last part of the show to Plus you. Plus, we're going to get four pillars in. Yeah. So um, anyway, well, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, our listeners aren't familiar. And uh, uh, born and raised where and educated where? And then how did you get started with Game Changers? Well, I was born and raised in the snow up north in Canada, mm. which is a big reason why I'm now in San Diego. <laughs> you <laughs> and a lot of people. <laughs> but, uh, you know, went through school in Canada, university in undergrad business marketing, mm-hmm. a little bit of schooling in, in uh, Holland, and all in all, learned through that experience that uh, if I went through the motions of, of college, it wasn't necessarily guaranteeing a successful and happy future. Mm-hmm. And what happened is I watched friend after friend strive for success in high-status careers, get recruited by you know traditional Fortune 500 companies. And genuinely at the time, we all thought that was winning, right? And, and they climbed the ladder, and mm-hmm. I chose the entrepreneurial path. Um, although about five years later, I, I recognized that there was this trend happening uh, that really concerned me, and, and that was seeing these incredibly bright, talented young people uh, lose that spark of ambition and passion and and be really disenchanted at this profit-at-all-cost corporate mentality. Mm-hmm. Now, we see this with the millennial generation in an even more exaggerated lens, you know, we're told they're the ADD generation or the privileged generation, all these things. I think a part of it, though, is they're also just more aware and they're not willing to trade their their time just for a paycheck, especially Mm -hmm. if that's supporting a company that's more part of the global problems and the solutions. Mm -hmm. And so uh, so my spark was was seeing that as a problem and asking, how can we ensure that we plug the most talented next generation of leaders into companies that are truly creating a better world for all. And I looked and I looked for that type of database of, of these companies that, you know, call them conscious, conscious capitalism, uh, B Corps for benefit. There's lots of buzzwords. It's obviously mm-hmm. a movement. Mm-hmm. And there was a lack of a, uh, one, a, a clear definition of what these companies are. And two, because of that, there was a lack of a way of ranking them and profiling them. Mm-hmm. And so Game Changers 500 is like an alternative to lists like the Fortune 500, Inc. 500 that focus just on revenue and, and financial metrics. And rather, we look, at, we look at how that company is not just maximizing profit, but maximizing benefit to people on the planet. So we created our own way of ranking 
um, organizations. And, and really, the mission is to, one, provide a database of these companies for those job seekers and people wanting to find a more purpose-driven careers, like the millennials you were speaking to earlier. Uh, it's, it's definitely a, a thing with this generation. Uh, and then, two, being able to really shine the spotlight on what's working. You know, what, what makes Zappos have such an incredible corporate culture and how can we learn from that? What makes Patagonia such a leader environmentally and how do we learn from their best practices and really make this model of business easier to follow? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because if it's easier to understand, it's easier to follow, more people will do it. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big part of my mission. Outstanding. But Malcolm, quickly, what are the four pillars of conscious capitalism? Uh, The four pillars, I will uh, spare you the long definition. Uh, I'll spare you the long definition of conscious uh, of the four pillars. I will mention them and uh, sort of direct everyone to the website for the uh, the long full versions of the definitions. And four pillars start with uh, number one is higher purpose and being connected to uh, as individuals uh, higher purpose for for work and as an organization being connected to a higher purpose that is often embodied in the mission for the company. Uh, so it's not about making money. It's, well, if we made the money, what would we do with it? Why are we actually here trying to make money? And uh, pillar number two would be conscious leadership. And that entails leadership that is uh, committed to serving stakeholders uh, in a way that empowers all stakeholders to be fully uh, executing to their potential and experiencing to their potential in relationship to the organization. Uh, third pillar is conscious culture, and that's where uh, a company's, uh, the whole organization embodies that commitment to higher purpose and mission, and it shows up in the actions of everyone in the organization. And the fourth pillar is stakeholder orientation, and what that refers to is uh, a company treating all stakeholders uh, with a high level of respect and uh, and fairness, uh, where no stakeholder, whether it's investors or customers or employees or vendors and suppliers, uh, benefit at the expense of any other stakeholder. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andrew, question for you: Why, why is it Game Changers five hundred? Are you trying to reach five hundred companies to join, or uh, why why the five hundred? To be a, it's really a, a, a meme play. So it's it's a contrast to. I like to say the old game in business, which was just about making profit. So the if Fortune we use the analogy, yeah. oh, I see. Game Changers five hundred. Oh, okay, it's contrasted to. So Fortune Andrew, I remember I read the book Good to Great once, and Philip Morris was actually featured in that, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, I really couldn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Well, I'm curious. How old are you? Well, they, um, how old are you? I'm thirty-two. Thirty-two. Oh when God. you were when you were in college, did, did these concepts actually were they part of the curriculum or were they not? I'm just curious. It's a great question. Uh, they actually compared to today, they were not. Um, I'd say three years after I graduated, uh, they, this whole notion of often called social enterprise started to really pick up in mm-hmm. the university system and become more mainstream. And so nowadays, though, it's widespread. You won't find many students uh, that wouldn't understand uh, that this movement is here, it's real, and that they want to be a part of it. So the function of game of your organization is, what, put on programs at uh, different companies, or um, what, do you, what do you mainly do? Our main mission is 
is helping spread this model of business. Mm-hmm. And so, as Bucky Fuller said, you know, if you want to change something, don't fight the existing reality. Build a new model that makes the old model obsolete. And mm-hmm. I think we have a model of business that's been in play for, for many years that is creating a lot of environmental harm. It's creating social injustice issues. It's just not necessary, especially mm-hmm. when we see that there's data that proves that having a purpose in your company, having a great corporate culture, treating the planet well, all these things actually improve business performance, reduce costs, make it easier to attract great talent. So there's no reason uh, to do business as usual, so to speak. You know, there's, there's tremendous benefits all around from following what I like to call a for-benefit versus just a for-profit or non-profit model. And and so our mission is really making that model easy to understand and then sharing the best practices of companies that make the Game Changers 500 uh, that are really leading the way and sharing those best practices so it's easy for other companies. So if, there's so a, if a company is wanting to become more for-benefit than just for-profit, then we can offer uh, an evaluation of that company and depending on if they qualify or not, it depend on you know how we'd follow up and, and, and help serve that company. Sometimes it's it's more of a consulting arrangement where we're we're helping them uh, learn about our different. We award companies up to nine badges, and so we'll assess how many badges that company currently um, deserves, and then which areas that help them improve. And the companies that are doing it really well, we showcase online and through different media partners mm. to really help shine the spotlight on that benchmark. All right, we're going to get into more uh, deep questions with you. And, and Mal, when we come back from our break, we're going to take a little break right now. Come back with more bits of money in your life right after this. AM 760 KFMB. All right, we're back in the home stretch of It's Your Money and Your Life with Malcolm Abner with ConsciousCapitalismSD.org and Andrew Hewitt, Game Changers 500. Andrew's on the line. And, uh, Andrew, where do we leave off? I, I've got a tough question for you, though. What if you get a company that's, uh, I guess, pollutes by uh, fracking or something or, or in the oil industry? Um, how do you convince them to uh, try to get maybe balance that out with something a little bit more um, eco-friendly or – socially beneficial what what do you think yeah so so our focus is is on um showcasing the world's top four benefit companies as Mm -hmm. opposed to for-profit or non-profit so those are companies that meet two criteria one that their businesses they earn the majority of their their income through business activity and then two their primary or exclusive purpose is a social or environmental cause right and Uh so a fracking company um (laughs) <laughs> it's unlikely to. They're not going to get one of your badges. Another. <laughs> they they right, they say we don't need no stinking badges. They're, they're conspicuous <laughs> by their absence. Right now, having said that, it doesn't mean that they can't start trending in this direction. You know, uh-huh. the large corporations of the world have a massive impact on our society, and so I built this system so that it was inclusive of those organizations, so they can still excel in the different badge areas. They mm-hmm. might not qualify. For Game Changers 500, they might not qualify as a for-benefit company now. Mm-hmm. They can trend in that direction. And in fact, uh, some of the Fortune 500 companies I've worked with at the at the top tier, their executive teams, they're actively working uh, to move into a purpose-first uh, direction versus mm-hmm. just profit-first. Mm-hmm. And there's major transformation happening within these large companies because it's also good for business. Yeah, and so. 
it's not. It's, I think it's important to recognize that this movement is very much inclusive of those large corporations that started with a more profit-at-all-cost direction. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you have a, a let's say a company, let's say you're a website or something, um, you, you know, you're not necessarily producing any tangible goods, but you could certainly run your your organization in a uh, socially beneficial way, right? And get them out doing uh, some projects for for the community and and whatnot. Is that kind of where you're going with this? Yeah, that's absolutely right. If you look at Zappos.com, right? They're kind of they became, they started as the Amazon of shoes. Now they mm-hmm. sell a bunch of things online. Their purpose is spreading happiness. Ah. And so although they're selling a a variety of items, they're very committed to this purpose of of spreading happiness. And that's how they treat their employees. That's how they treat their customers. That's how they show up as a company. Hey, how about that guy who just took a, uh, what was it, a a 930,000 pay cut so he can double these salaries of all his his, uh, employees up there? I I forget the website, but I think it was a payroll company up in the Bay Area. Did you you hear anything about that? Yeah, I did. That's that's an interesting model. You better get get a hold of him and get him to join. (laughs) Tony Shea of Zappos is famous for taking a, a thirty-ish thousand-dollar-year salary, uh-huh. um, and having his desk as a, you know, the same as everybody else. He's a very humble guy, and uh-huh. that's one of their core values. And so you see that at these types of companies, you know, it, it, compensation is often tied directly to social environmental performance. What they're saying their mission is, yeah, and I, so it keeps everybody accountable. I think this guy said seventy thousand was about the uh, the base. I mean, the the average or median salary where uh, you know you could maximize your happiness, and anything above that was just just going to be marginal. Which is why he reduced his salary from a million to seventy thousand. So, uh, kind of counterintuitive to a lot of people out there. But uh, you know, I think everybody there is going to be working a lot. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think it's counterintuitive though to younger people coming out of college. I know no. my my son, who's twenty four has taken a path that might be described as non-traditional. So many of his friends who've come out of college in the last couple of years uh, who took the program of taking the right AP courses in high school and going to the right college so they could get the right career, there's tremendous disenchantment. And I mm-hmm. also come out of a profession, the CPA profession, that is famous, or maybe the word's infamous, for burning out young people, mm-hmm. uh, oh, which really yeah, upsets yeah. me because there's me- you know mega talent where 75% of the kids who try it for two or three years leave and never come back. Happens in law, too. Happens you know. in law, too, and it's not yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Hey, I've got a nominee for your uh, for um, your your organization though, and, and Malcolm as well. But a few, I guess, a few weeks ago, we had the CEO of Hometown Farms on Dan Gibbs, and he's kind of revolutionizing the uh, the food production uh, industry. He's up in San Marcos, hometownfarms.com. Check him out uh, there, Andrew. I think you'll be impressed. He's got he's, he's they have uh, they're certified organic, um, but it's indoor vertical um, production of. Um, Great getting pro- produce directly from the farm to the consumer. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's all uh, vertical. They use 85% less water, and water is a big issue uh, today. So I, uh, I put my buckets out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, I think you'd be a good one for you to, to interact with uh, as well. So there you go. Excellent. So, Andrew, yeah. what do you think your organization, Game Changers 500, is going to look like five or ten years from now? Five or ten years from now? Uh, I want to be using techn- app technology mm-hmm. in, a, in a greater way to help employees within these companies uh, transform their companies from the inside out. So we have a challenge with some of these larger corporations with tens of thousands of employees and a lot of work needing done to really transform those companies and, and a lack of know-how of how to do that transformation. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be able to equip 
the, the people within those companies with the tools to spot what's not working uh, and the, the also propose ideas of what, what could be done better. Example, simple example would be packaging, right? Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. Being able to spot, look, why are we using all this excess packaging? It's not necessary. Why are we using styrofoam? And to give, to not just rely on the top level of leadership to be catching all of that, they're busy as is, right? So we need a way to, to transform these companies quickly. We need a way to empower all employees to be a part of that change effort. And I think, I think particularly app technology has a way to do that because we all have a very powerful device in our pockets. And so that's, that's something I'm working on that I think five, five to ten years, or I'd say five years, will be well underway. Well, you and, started up, uh, what, about five years ago yourself with this? or Yeah, well, four, just over four years. I am really impressed on your website, GameChangers500.com, with all of the international support and sponsorship you have. So, uh, you know, you've done extraordinarily well in that regard. You're in how many countries? Gosh, um, it's definitely global. Yeah. I'd say it's over, at least over 20 countries. <laughs> Um, so it's amazing though. This, this movement is truly global. Mm -hmm. This is, is not just in North America. In fact, some of the best example companies we find in Asia, we find in, um, uh, South America, you know, Mm -hmm. all over the world, India. Well, you you spoke at the United Arab Emirates, um, in your Ted talk there, right? Which you can see online, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was actually... (laughs) years ago it was over three years ago i was um, shocked when the camera panned in and the audience was uh everyone you know with the head you know the shakes and whatever i don't know what they call the 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 outfit but you know the, yeah. head, the headdress and the robes and you know richard what is that called i don't know i don't know what it's called it's called uh, it's called having a lot of e- money Easter- <laughs> <laughs> eastern garb i guess middle eastern garb or uh Whatever, but anyway, that was impressive. And you spoke in uh, where Harvard Harvard College, and uh, where else have you spoken? Yeah, I actually really love speaking at the Ivy schools. I actually just did a new TEDx at Princeton mm. that will be online soon, and, uh, and 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 this is a big part of my mission, right? From the start, mm. is how do we get the smartest young talent powering the companies that are really making a difference? There we go, and not and not because what's happened is over the years. We, the yeah. tradition. we have to wrap it up, though, pretty oh. soon, though. But anyway, if they want to hear more of you, they got to get over to your event, ConsciousCapitalismSD.org. And Game Changers 500. Right. So that'll be May 11th, USD, Croc Peace and Justice. Andrew, really appreciate it. Yes. Uh, Malcolm, Malcolm Avner, thanks for being our guest. Malcolm, uh, thank you. My Andrew, pleasure. Thanks, thanks for being our guest. Uh, Richard, great seeing you. And Justin Hart, our sound engineer. Thanks for making us sound great. Thanks to Craig Blanke, our account executive here at KFMB, and our programming genius, Dave Sniff at KFMB. You have a great week, everybody. Get over to IYMoney.com and click on our sponsors when you get over there, too, if you want to get in touch with them. So good night. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now.